Those know what's right. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms or studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. Agenda. Hi, how you doing? Welcome to Bass Agenda. Got absolutely tons of great stuff for you this week. Kicking off in part one with my guest. Reminds me of that image the evolution of man, you know, starting off with the ape at the beginning, crawling on all fours, leading up to the upright human, and then everybody's waiting to see what's going to come next. Well, in musical terms, somebody pushing it forward, showing us what's going to come next, Ben Pest. You're listening to Base Agenda. Thank you. 
tracks here just to get things warmed up by Ben Pest. Going to get into that interview now. Got lots of great stuff coming up, including his influences, of course, but also some uh, forthcoming stuff. Currently unreleased, real face melting stuff. So we recorded this interview on the uh, hottest day this country, UK, has ever seen. <laughs> it was approaching 40 degrees when we were doing this. So uh, both in our respective houses, windows open, fans going. But uh, I think the audio quality turned out pretty good considering. Starting off, as we always do, with how we got into music. I've just been listening to your tracks. I've been trying to stay cool. And then I put on all those tracks you've had and I've been bouncing around in my chair. Like, <laughs> Oh, nice one. <laughs> so I've worked up a bit of a temperature now. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, every single one's a stunner, man. Wicked, oh, wicked. thanks. Anyway, man, I guess we should start at the beginning, really. So, all right, cool. I'm just thinking for sort of just in terms of getting into music in the first place, because you know kind of yeah. most people I speak to it's like you know as a kid it's kind of background noise for a while and then something kind of grabs you and it's like oh hang on what's, what's going on here and you start to get a bit of bit of interest bit of curiosity about it how, how was it for you man uh well yeah I mean it's 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 one of my earliest memories really it was like my dad's turntable mm. um cool. one of those stacker ones you know yeah yeah I don't know what the actual <laughs> name for that is, but you know the sort of jukebox style. You could like drop one down, and play it. Oh right! Oh right! Yeah, yeah. Okay. Remember? Yeah, they had yeah. This thing on the on the little like spindle, and it would drop yeah. them down. Did it flip then, it as well? No, it didn't flip it, but you could no. stack a few up. Basically, it was made by Pi. I can picture it very clearly. Oh, okay. Like mahogany looking, like like finished oh, I might have to google that that sounds worth looking at yeah and then it had the thing <laughs> on the stylus where you could flip it from 33 to 45 you'd actually do yeah, that yeah. change the speed on the stylus yeah 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 but yeah I mean I remember listening to like my dad's like ABBA records and stuff like that and just being yeah like, yeah that's one of my earliest memories is like listening to that stuff right right yeah. um, and just being just just fascinated by this this mm. This, this thing moving around and yeah. making a noise. You're more fascinated by the by the machine than the music. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Actually, you say that, but no, I'm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's not possibly not. You know, completely uh, the populist view in the electronic music scene. But I, 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 lo I love a bit of like ABBA. <laughs> yeah, man. That's yeah, it's, great it's, stuff. the thing is, it's like the most. It's the most sort of. Uh, it's one of those things. It's just like ingrained in my in my head as like the first thing I can ever remember hearing. So it's just like it's just it's just there, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I get as, it. As a, as a thing, it's just there. Yeah. Basically. Thing is, if but, you dig believe, if you dig a bit deeper than the hits, you know, they did some cool stuff. And there's a lot of the um, they did a few yeah. instrumental bits that are quite. Um, oh yeah, yeah, for cool. sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's 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 all over that it goes it goes you know all, all crazy and wild in places. Don't yeah, it? yeah. But, There's more um, to it than Waterloo and all that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, that was all the stuff that you know that, and then it was like you know listening to my dad's records, obviously. Hmm. Um, yeah. And that and that becomes you know when you're really little, that's your sort of like that's your that's what you know, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but then, exactly. um, yeah, that I think so. Then the one I put in the selection is um, the Harold Fortemeyer um, track, which I saw. Yeah, that, and that that's great. Um, yeah, so that that was the the A side is what I that was what the first seven I bought with my own 
pocket money mm. in uh, Woolies. Yeah. Uh, in Woolies in Collier Row, age, oh, right. yeah. age seven. And I bought the I bought it for the A side, but then it was the B side that was just completely mm. captivating. So was that the flip to X to left? Yeah. Must yeah, the yeah. shootout is the B side to to Axel F, but that's the really like chuggy sort of like. So I knew, obviously I must have, you know, I was aware of Axel F, and that's why I bought the the seven. Yeah, but yeah, it's the B side. I was like, wow. Mm. Um, yeah. So that that was that was very sort of uh, I don't know formative somehow. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and it's a um, bit, as you say, it's a bit more ballsy than the XLF, really. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, meaty. sure. And it's got, yeah, it's got the chuggy bass line. It's got all the little, like, mm. zappy electro, like, noises in the, in the sort yeah. of section part and everything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it's got that amazing, just amazing sort of, like, main hook to it as well. Mm. It's really short, though. It's, it's like... Yeah, it's like three minutes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it needs it needs. Ugh, I can't believe I've never got around to making an edit of it. To be honest, because it's like it needs. Yeah, man, you should do that. It needs to be fleshed out and like dubbed out in the middle or something. You know? Yeah, like, like a seven turn minute. Turn it into like a seven minute episode. <laughs> seven minute monster. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd be up for that. That's for sure. Checking in live from Detroit, and you're listening to Base Agenda. Where did the JB's track come into it then, giving up food for funk? My elder cousins, hmm. who I was um, 
well, still am quite close to what mm-hmm. I was growing up as well. Right. They were in a in a they were in a band, and their their band was originally a sort of like sort of like metal rock metal band, mm. which then became a more sort of like UK grunge thing. Okay, and they got rec- they got record deals and all mm. the rest of it. But mm. they were always basically they were always like my older cousins who were in a band and I was just yeah. like <laughs> going to gigs and I was just like, wow. What, you know, what were they called? Like? Can you remember? No. Uh, well, yeah, they were called that they, they got signed eventually as head swim. Oh to, man. Uh, I know. Head so, swim. To Sony. Yeah. Oh but man. I've s- few, Sorry. I'm yeah. a bit, I'm, I'm a bit well, like, that's a major flashback for me. I mean, I've, I've seen them live years ago. Oh really? Yeah. I, I was a bit cool. of a metal head going back in the day and, uh, ah, Else, yeah. World, man. Mm, so they you? were, yeah. That's so. But yeah, they had a few iterations before that, though. Right. Right. Okay. And um, mm. but like the lineup sort of stayed pretty much. They had a couple of changes, but mm. well, the the bass player Clovis, mm. um, he was a massive funk fan. Right. And um, me and my my. The, the youngest of the cousins, Matthew, were the same age. Mm. Um, he made us like a uh, like a funk mixtape. Um, mm, okay. Like, I, I mean, we must have been. I mean, I can't have been older than like eleven or mm. something like that, you know. And wow, it was uh, yeah, and it was like it had that on it. It had you know the meters on it. It had. Mm. Um, oh, that's quite an education, man. Steve, Steve Miller band on it. it oh, had, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it had the, uh, you know, it had bus stop on it. It had, you know, mm. just loads of, loads of really like chunky, um, mm. funk tunes. And also, I mean, yeah. Nice. And so, so the JB's one was on there. Right, right. And, um, and that was, yeah, that sort of opened the door as well to like, you know, Obviously, and you, yeah, just James Brown. It's hard to exactly pinpoint where these things start exactly. Yeah, no, no, sure, sure. But yeah, so that was that was, and that 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 funk mixtape basically it just had loads of funk bangers on it. <laughs> and uh, nice, yeah. So so that's that was that mm. one, yeah.
and you've definitely got something out of that, I think, because yours, I mean, yours, a lot of your stuff is just, just real funk in there. And, oh, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, I, that's, I, th- I think, I think yeah. that's what, I think that's what governs what I do mm. more than anything else. I am into a, an eclectic sort of like mix of stuff, as I'm sure you know, loads of people are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows, um, I think, man. But you're like, yeah, that 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 funk the funk edge definitely it, it permeates through mm. without uh, and I don't I feel like I don't really have any control out of that really it just sort of it just sort of happens that way it's in your DNA <laughs> yeah 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 no much. man fucking hell if it ain't broke don't fix it that's it so yeah <laughs> that's it yeah does the trick man it's really cool really cool yeah electronic stuff then man where did that start to feature for you there are a few i mean there are a few places where i can you know i can think it has been you know identified like i had again going back to the cassette thing again mm-hmm. i was like i had double d and steinsky like lessons one to three okay. on, which is like that's like um but that's that's just more like turntablism stuff you know um, but I suppose in terms of like production stuff, it was probably, you know, like Selected Ambient Works Volume 1, because mm. I had that when it came out. Right, right. And just listened to it incessantly. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I considered I considered including that, actually, or just including some Aphex Twin. But mm. the other thing about because I mean, I'm a massive fan. Mm. But um, the problem with that is there's there's so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much of it. It's like where where do you start really? How can mm. you tell the story mm. of that? Mm. So it. yeah, so that that was definitely a thing. And then a little bit later on, when I was old enough to, I was I was going to I was going to like club nights in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. I was going to like Club UK. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Every Final Frontier, not Club UK. Mm. Um, every every Friday, um, mm. and uh, in Wandsworth. Mm. And I was, I mean, I was, I was at my mum and dad's house in Romford. Mm. And that was a trek. <laughs> yeah, man. Jeez. Every Friday, um, going yeah. to that. Bit of a mission. <laughs> yeah, massive mission. But they had that. They had like incredible like lineups. If you were to like look at them now, some of the flyers, like ridiculous lineups. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 one that I chose for this question, the the, the Jeff Mills track. Mm. I mean, he was he was at. I saw him. I saw. I think I saw him first at Club UK, in mm. like the big room there. And then somehow that was the gateway to me going to to Lost. Right, okay, cool. And then when that track came out, it was within 
the same a uh, very few months or something of that EP coming out I saw him at Lost right okay uh, when I saw him at Lost mm. that was the first time when I was just like wow I just couldn't I couldn't believe my eyes basically yeah. or ears yeah. because the speed at which he was just getting the mixes in yeah you know and not even not even queuing them up really with the headphones that mm. much just and just like just whacking them in and just like making it work and yeah, it being yeah. a little bit scrappy here and there but then it's like the next one the next one the next one yeah relentless. just ferocious like mm. just pace and that mm. that has absolutely <laughs> informed my mixing style as well okay mm. i was mm. just like i think i've always just attempted to sort of channel that mm. somehow Mm. because I just love the idea of it being you know sort of like reverting that track it's, it's just really hypnotic you know it's just mm. real, it's yeah, like it's so tribally hypnotic sort mm. of mm. and I suppose fairly minimal though it's not too minimal but with stuff like that the loopy stuff and mm. just like whacking it in just bringing in new bits and or like making a sort of Mm. a song structure from that you know what I mean Purpose Maker EP, isn't it? That is the Purpose Maker EP. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah. really cool. No, nice Before choice. Before we man. started doing it as the Purpose Maker, which is then, it, yeah, because I think right. the next that's one right. was as the Purpose Maker. That's it. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, God, it takes me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wicked. Now I've got the vinyl somewhere, man. I might even, yeah. I might even dig it out or something.
surprising Jeff Mills with reverting from his uh, original Purpose Maker EP. While we're in 4-4 mode, thought we'd slip into a couple of new tracks from Ben that are forthcoming. First one is called Vitals, coming out soon on Dixon Avenue Basement Jams. Second one is uh, My First Rodeo, going to be coming out on Love Love Records.
This is Dave Clark and you're listening to Bass Agenda. Some nice choices there, man. I like the variety in it as well because you know. So I've, I've been yeah, I mean the thing is, is that yeah, I I suppose yeah, I suppose it mean it means also a bit that like I suppose my stuff as a result is slightly less sort of genre specific sometimes. You know? Yeah, like, I, I mean that that yeah. that track you've just sent me the um, strict saws, the uh, the unreleased yeah. track. I mean that's just. I love it, man. It's just all over the place in a, in a, in a, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. It's got uh, some yeah, real... So mm. that, that's a good case in point, actually, because that one, 
Um, and how do you, I mean, I'm just trying to think how you would start making something like that. Is that, is that coming out of it sort of just experimenting with, with sound and gear or do you, did you have, did something spark it off or what? I, I, I think I was just, I was getting back into playing the keyboard mm. and I was actually attempting to copy something um, mm. by this, this other really great musician called Lewis Cole. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a multi-instrumentalist guy. Okay. Um, but I find that when I start trying to copy something, inevitably I just change it anyway. Like, mm. it sounds absolutely nothing like it now. But I was kind of <laughs> using that as a template. Okay. And so, I, yeah, I sort of taught myself this riff and played it and then recorded it in. And then the rest of it is a friend of mine in Bristol... Mm. Um, is a bass music producer called Cursor, K-U-R-S-A. Okay. And um, since I moved here, I've had, had a few sessions with him, and mm. he works in a really interesting way that I found to be really inspirational to me. Mm. And that is to basically do, like, so what, what he, his approach is that he throws sounds and riffs and all that stuff into a sort of like so the first part of the session is basically just throwing stuff down mm. into the sound palette yeah, yeah. as it were mm. and then just pulling bits in like and chopping them up afterwards and that's so you have this you kind of start with these kind of sounds and riffs and everything but you don't mm. you don't necessarily know how it's gonna come together uh, okay so you're not building it kind of one by one. So, yeah, it's like a different tra- approach. It's like, mm. yeah, it's really interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. It's like, I suppose my more my more kind of like traditional approach would be, like you say, you know, you start with the drums and then you put a bass line on it. And, mm. But this this way, what you're doing is you're sort of giving yourself these options mm. before you come to, mm, that's cool. to make the track. Mm. But then, mm. yeah... But I mean, he's he's incredibly prolific. My my friend Kirsten does it, mm. and he, he. But my my approach, <laughs> I, inevitably, everything I do is a bit more convoluted. So I <laughs> sometimes sometimes the you know sometimes these tracks will take you know days, months, years. Mm. Not mm. working continuously, but I, I quite often I like, have bits that I know has got potential, but then. Mm. I'll come back to it like a year later or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. mm. it it requires a different, I don't know, headspace or something. Yeah, yeah. I've reached a certain point with it.
awesome forthcoming track here from Ben Pest called Strict Saws. Going to be coming out uh, in the not too distant future on Mechatronica. Keep an eye out for that one. Going to keep it going now into uh, a track he did in collaboration with uh, Imogen. Nice bouncy banger called Shibuti. I love collaborating with him, Imo. Um, we've just got a really tight workflow together, mm. and you know, a level of honesty, which is really important. Like we don't sort of like shy away from just sort of mm. saying what we want, what we don't want. Sort of thing. Okay. Which I think you know that helps things along. Um, mm. If it work, you know, if, if, if you can do that without it being obviously all collaborations are different. That, yeah, that wouldn't work all the time, but um, mm. it does. It does in this case, mm. and yeah, that one. That one. It's sort of like it, it's. It's really you know. It is techno, but it's got the sort of bouncy sort of like mm. oh, yeah. almost garagey thing going on. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that came out sort of lockdown. I did just didn't get to play it out for ages, basically. 
And so then, mm, and so then, yeah. then suddenly when I did, <laughs> and it would just, it would just go bananas basically. So it's just, it's just one of those. It, it, it just it's just gives me a good feeling because it was one of these things that it's like I'm sure that would go off if I played it out, but I just didn't get to t- try it out when it came out. Only afterwards. Yeah, that must have been weird, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I may even have seen a clip of Imogen playing that. I'm not sure. I yeah. follow her on Instagram. Obviously, she posts she posts a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, she's doing great stuff, man. She, she, she's, yeah, she's uh, doing she's, really well. She's uh, she's so, a force. Good DJ. <laughs> And um, I'm going to have to ask you about Mouth Lawson in a minute. I know you didn't choose it. Oh uh, yeah, sure. I've um, I had. Uh, I mean, I've, well, I, I tell you what, we'll go. We'll do direct slaps next. Oh yeah, I, let's do that. I played that a cut in. Um, I can't remember if it was the last episode or the one before that. And the people in the chat room were like, "Wow, this is great." So got cool. really nice, really nice feedback on that one, man. Just so you know. But uh, so that's the newest one. That's on um, No Static, isn't it? That's on. Uh, yeah, it's on General Maintenance on um, No Static Automatic. Um, yeah, nice EP, man. And that's that's Fonzie's label. Um, yeah, he's done a, he's done an interview on here as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 why I asked him if he could put me in touch with you because I am. Um, yeah. I can't. You came up in conversation or something. Like oh, no, it was because he sent me the promo, and I said, oh, it'd be really cool to speak to Ben. Um, and he said, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. So yeah, I did an interview with him last year, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's he's building up a wicked little label there, you know. Mm. And it's got it's got an up. And I wanted, you know, yeah. he's a good friend of mine, and you know, yeah, nice I wanted player. to do when he's. We were sort of talking about doing. We we're talking about doing a like one of my releases on there for a while, and then. Mm. Um, so mm. then when I, I was doing it, I wanted it to be, you know, I wanted it to be really good. Mm. Like I, I mean, obviously, I want everything to be really good, but I, you know. I kind of I took my time over it really. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I get you. Mm. And um, yeah, and it just sounds that track. I you know, I like things to sound like. I like things to sound ideally. What I want things to sound like is like they're from the future or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. That, I know this might sound a bit silly. My, a friend of mine said recently about something else I was playing. Oh, it sounds like it wasn't one of my tracks. I can't remember what it was. And he's like, "Oh, it just sounds like Transformers." And I'm like, "Great, <laughs> I love." And you I were love like, the "Sound of Transformers." Yeah, yeah, you were like, "Result." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a massive win for me. Yeah, best compliment ever. Yeah. So I think you know that's 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 you know the kind of. Angle I was going for. Yeah, yeah, I can feel it. Man. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, and I like the little glitchy vocal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. See, I try. Yeah, I do generally put like a little, like vocal. I what I find is with electronic stuff, it's having even just a little bit of a vocal in there, mm. something, and it could even just be like just the sound of it. You know, mm. just like mm. a whoop or whatever 
Yeah. I always think that that gives an extra level of connection somehow to the mm. audience. Like mm. it's something because you've got something that's so incredibly, you know, so incredibly synthetic sounding with like electronic music. Mm. So just having like a something that is even like just reminiscent of a human voice, mm. it sort of gives an extra little level of connection somehow. <laughs> Und ihr hört Base Agenda Radio.
yeah, Mouth Lawson. I, I do. I'm trying to think when because that came out. Was that 2020 or 2021? So that came out. To it's it's so weird what's happened to time, isn't it? I know it's a nightmare. It's all like it's, one. No, it came out. <laughs> it came out two years ago. Right. Yeah. So it was 20. It would have been 2020. Yeah. yeah, 2020. And um, I did. I can't. I can't remember exactly. I think I did something like three episodes in a row where the guests chose that track as their favourite. Really? That year. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Brilliant. And that every time I played it. People's like, oh, it's amazing, and that's. I mean, Keith chose it. I, I think I'm pretty sure he chose yeah, it. Yeah, I um, think. Yeah, I think and, I clocked uh, that, and that's why I thought, oh, right, yeah, I'll choose something else. But I'm happy to talk. Yeah, about no, it. I don't. Don't blame you, man. And I, I always play a couple extras anyway, just to you know. Cool. Yeah. Give us because obviously I've got to try and get the interview squeezed over it all. Yeah. Time. So it helps to add a bit more material, but um, it's just um. Yeah, that track. I, I I would say from my perspective, I would say that was easily one of the biggest tracks of that year. Um, oh, j- just based good. on people, what people have said to me, and, and I think people would be interested to know how you made some of the sounds in that because there's, there's one bit in particular where it's like it almost just comes out of speakers and swallows you. Oh yeah, so like the call. You know what I mean? It, yeah. So that track, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I was really happy uh, with with how that was received. Um, mm. Um, and it seemed to it seemed to run and run as well. I, I mean, it was just like suddenly it was being played by like Stingray and Rain mm. House and like all these people, and I was like, yeah, oh yeah. wow. But um, I think the reason it works is because it's got a classic call and call and response going on. And mm. and then to be honest, that I think that that template just worked really well for electro somehow. Mm. So you have like a little thing and then like another thing that sort of answers it yeah yeah that's a good um, um, over over song. like you know two bars or over four bars or whatever mm. um and uh, that that one is actually over two bars so you've got like the you've got the 303 riff and then you've got the other sound i think that's the one you're talking about mm. I um, think so, yeah. so what that is uh yeah so this is how again this is how convoluted my production process is that is a sound that i made originally on my on my modular using Mm. an oscillator an oscillator called mangrove Mm. um, which is a really really like just a really wild oscillator does all this crazy shit Mm. and um (laughs) i just i just um much just going back to that that whole like um technique I was talking about before it was like I had a load of that recorded just as just as a um, you know chunks of audio mm. and then I was just chopping and pasting them in basically right um, so it was it was a 303 chop that in but then that's a, again because it's got that other movement in it and that's like a software filter or something mm. I think it might okay. even be like sound toys or something filter mm. That's that's doing all the sort of rhythmical element mm. to it, right? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, works, man. It's great. I love yeah, this. it's it's a funny one. It shouldn't. <laughs> it's it's one of these things because it's like if you wrote it down on, if you wrote down on paper, like you know what's going on, it probably shouldn't work musically, but it just sort of does. Yeah, yeah. That's um, the beauty of electronic music, though. Isn't that's it, it, isn't it? That's, that's <laughs> that is that is the beauty of electronic music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some more. 
titanium visions. That's on um, Science Cult. It's, it's acid, it's electro, it's mm. not, it's sort of neither and both. And I just, I'm quite, you know, I'm, I just quite like that, 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 that range basically. Where it's mm. like you're not quite sure, not quite sure exactly where it fits. Got a little bit of a dark edge to it, but not too much as well. I do definitely do do like a bit of industrial edge. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. But I don't go too far down the sort of like darkness route. I uh, don't get me wrong. There are people that do it really well. Um, when I when I'm doing it, it feels like it's too easy to do that. <laughs> Mm. or something there's a lot of it about as well there think. is a lot of it about yeah, a huge amount of it sure. yeah and it's funny I, I i did a i did a thing with john Solway on saturday which was like people sent in their tracks and we were giving feedback online and stuff and he was saying we all love that stuff but everybody's using pretty much the same chords and the kind of same type chord changes and it's kind of yeah a bit... well it's it's like minor key yeah no doom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's exactly what it is and it's cool but i think i yeah i can i get i get you i respect you actually for, for not because as you say that's kind of the easy way to go but the problem with doing that is you end up sending like the else
misheard. I I hadn't heard that one before, man. I don't ah. know. Um, yeah. That's, that's amazing, man. The vocal stuff on that is is uh, lovely. I'm a big fan of collaboration. Um, mm, I, right. I think it's something that I do I do well because um, mm. mm. there is a bit there's a bit of a there's a bit of a sort of knack to it really. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the stuff you've done with Keith. Um, yeah. You know, I, I love all that. You've obviously done. We've got a track here with Imogen to talk about as well. But so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do you do seem to have it. Yeah, I love I love I love collaborating with Keith. Um, mm. And and um, Imogen as well, um, but mm. that that misheard track um, is with a an Indian singer called Akriti. She's she's an amazing. She's just and I, I just like a really like bl- like natural bluesy tone, mm. which I don't think you know. It's not you can't learn that. You either got that or you sort of haven't. Mm. And that gritty has got that. I know what you mean. It's that feeling, that soul. And it just, it just feels so natural. Um, Mm. And so, uh, yeah, Yeah. going back to that ultra convoluted thing, (laughs) we recorded a load of stuff, which I took up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And then actually sort of touted it around a little bit and almost got it, almost got it like signed and released somewhere. Mm. then that didn't happen and then as I was saying to you Curse and his collective they have a label called Slugwife and that album is on their label which is an incredibly um, eclectic label Mm. Um, it's 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 the entire point of the label really is that it's multi-genre sure right Um, and so I, I kind of this is this is years like at least a, a couple of years later right, right. I reworked all of these tracks mm. well actually I reworked half of them so it was the vocal of, was the vocal in the, the original version or was this something you've added on so the vocals in the original version okay. but I didn't I, I did another load of like because it's got quite a lot of like trickery on on the vocal I mean it's mm, sure. it's got a lot of like you know vocabulary sort of mm. stuff going on with that. Mm. Um, so yeah I kind of did a bit more of that and then I kind of reworked everything basically right. and, and what came out was actual F41 I'm really proud of that release because mm. it's not it's it's really different to my other stuff yeah. and it's it's more I don't know it's more it's kind of more musical in a way yeah um, I know what you mean it's less less sort of Less sort of hammering. Yeah, basically. it's more melodic and a bit more, yeah, bit more subtle. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, the vocals. I mean, I, I, I had goosebumps listening to that man. I was, I was just like, wow, this, oh, is, this is beautiful. Oh, that's nice to hear. This is yeah. really, really nice.
in your shoes which I would struggle with is how do you know when you've finished it yeah <laughs> you know actually I mean? actually that's the thing I've got much better at so okay. it, it's, it's um yeah it's a funny one actually now what it is is it's like like starting a track is like mm. hey this is the fun bit it's really easy you know mm. it's easy to start and it's like that's sort of like the buzz bit and yeah. then I actually get that same that same buzz at the end. So that the end, when I know it's coming together, and then that part, that part getting over the line, that mm. seems to happen much more. That seems to happen quite quickly as well. Okay. But it's the kind of middling in the middle bit where it's not totally fully formed, and I'm just like. Mm. And then what will happen eventually is something, I'll make some like really big sweeping change to it. Like I'll make the the end, the beginning or something, you know, or just, oh, like, okay. right, just like, right, this needs some drastic thing. And they're like, right, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then go in for the kill. Kind and of then thing. it clicks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, cool, man. No, that's interesting. I like that. Um, let's look at these other other couple of tracks um oh the g jones track jesus christ that is mental i love it <laughs> i think the thing is is that i'm you know at my heart i'm a, I'm a sound designer right mm-hmm. um like because i work as a sound designer but I, you know i just i naturally am one and uh, and mm. so I, I i gravitate with electronic stuff i sure. gravitate towards things that have got like really wild sounds you know mm, right. like, um, and that, that G. Jones track is just like yeah I I like stuff where I can, I'm listening to it and I'm like I can't quite work out how you did that you know? mm, okay. um, and, it, and that's definitely one of those and yeah it, uh, interestingly he's one of the he's one of the sort of like bass music he's, I think he's American Possibly. Might have that wrong. Sorry, G. Jones. Mm, okay. I think he is. And um, but he's like a bass music producer, so it's it, they, they do a lot of like mm. half stuff. Yeah. But yeah. then uh, now I see a lot of those guys are sort of going sort of like more towards sort of rave and electro. 
and um, that that one in particular, um, yeah, just what the way it just drops to that that breakbeat and that acid sound is just like wow, what is going on there? And it's really fat production. I mean, I, I think that may be coming from the bass music thing because I think I mean obviously electro has big beats, but there's something really fat. And in fact, the blow on track he chose as well has has that. It's almost yeah. like. It's yeah, because like, he was like a bass music producer as well, wasn't he? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's almost or like, like dubstepy, yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's like dubstepy, or even some of the drum and bass. Like the, you can, the, there's something about the production that they yeah. seem to be bringing into electro, which is which is yes. quite a nice yes. little hybrid, really. So yeah, it's all it's all that sort of um, everything's basically on the on everything's being clipped basically <laughs> yeah. like ev- everything so you're getting it, it it's kind of like it i don't know with both of the, the blah one is like less aggressive that one but it, the mm. thing i love about that is it's just so weird it it's is just mental it's just so deliberately strange yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I really, but it really, really works as well. You know, it's not mm. like it's not like it's so weird that you know people are just like, oh, that's just too noodly or whatever. It's not doing mm, it. I know what you mean. It totally works as a, you know, it totally works as like sort of kind of almost affixy about it. I think. Yeah, the, Kind definitely. of the voices, the voice of it. I think. Really, really sort of like spooky sounding or something. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've been using that one sort of like early. Well, both of those actually sort of like earlier on in sets. Okay. The Jones one just because it's like slower, and the Blow one one mm. just because it's like I don't know. It's a real, it's a real sort of palate cleanser. That one. It's just like a little little reset button. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it, actually, man. Yeah, because like whatever you get, whatever comes after that is going to have to be a fresh start because it's not. Gonna yeah, be it. you just you're just kind of <laughs> saying right, let's let's do something. You know, let's let's it's, go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, you're not going to fi- follow up with a similar track because there ain't there ain't one. <laughs> yeah, there isn't one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
This is Radioactive Man, you're listening to Base Agenda, Base Agenda, Base Agenda, Base Agenda, Base Agenda. about this man you just did Glastonbury yeah oh yeah 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 played at Glastonbury um the, was that a live um, set or were you DJ wow stage no it was a DJ set um it was a DJ set which I, I was asked I was asked to do a DJ set mm-hmm. um I am actually putting a new live set together at the moment um oh cool for um the, you know the whole Berlin bathroom. That's oh yeah, yeah. That, that that's that's happening in September. Dave Harvey um, called me up. Who 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 runs the Silver Haze area? Mm-hmm. And asked me asked me if I'd um, I'd do the, the closing set. Right. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, big ups, Dave, for that. Yeah, it was. Right at the end of that entire festival, basically. So it's like, oh wow! And it was so, as wow. uh, I, yeah. And what, so, what was the crowd it, like? It, oh yeah, it was popping off. Yeah, it's great. Mm. I mean, mm. it's, it was like the last 
you know, it's like the last hurrah basically on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad you got that opportunity, though, man. That's really cool. Yeah, it was wicked. Really cool. And what wicked. sort of set did you play? Was it like a mixture of stuff, or did were you straight, uh, so straight up techno? I played. I, I played because I'm always making stuff. Mm. It's always got at least a sort of fifty percent mix of my stuff in there, generally. But yeah, cool. it was a kind of switch up between. It was a. It was essentially an electro set, yeah, mm. with a bit of with a bit of with a bit of four four in there as well. Right. Um, and I, 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 t- I tend to kind of do. I, I quite like that switch up. Mm. Mm. Um, going yeah. from sort of like. I do. Two yeah. step to four four. You know, it's mm. quite fun. Definitely keeps it bouncy. In terms of the future, is there anything you people should be aware of that you've got planned or that you can talk about? So yeah, I've got the release happening on Mechatronica that's mm-hmm. coming out hopefully in um, September. Okay, yeah. and that ties in with my because the the Berlin thing is with the Mechatronica crew. I thought it might be. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I've got on. I'm going to be playing in the night in Berlin the month after. I've basically got I got to this point where I was just like I've got quite a lot of like tracks and sort of release backlog happening mm-hmm. um, so I've got another EP happening on Love Love Records and then one on Dixon Avenue Basement Jams as well oh, right. um, mm-hmm. but they, they that'll, that'll be later in the year um, mm-hmm maybe going into next year i mean chances are it will be yeah. everything just takes longer doesn't it when it comes to releases yeah, that's just that's just a, a given basically um yeah so quite a few releases happening um Good. and just the general sort of like i mean I, I i you know i just love nothing more than just writing tunes basically yeah so, man i've got I've, I, I haven't done it that much last sort of like couple of weeks and I've probably got the itch again now so okay just looking nice. to, to getting stuck in again wicked man yeah yeah no I like it but I'm like working on a bunch with Keith as well some new ones oh okay mm-hmm. oh and and some with Cursor as well so yeah keeping the collaborations going there's, there's, there's quite a few yeah, mm, mm. pipeline things. Yeah, man. That with, sounds with, really good. With, uh, how can I put this, varying lead times. So coming up to the end of the Ben Pest section of the show, lots of love, thanks and respect out to him. Really nice guy, amazing musician, and obviously a lot to come. Make sure you keep your eyes out on him. Make sure to go check out his Patreon page as well. Some really cool stuff up on there. Just head over to uh, patreon.com slash benpest. Next up, time to dive into the promo box. See what's recent and decent. Kicking off first with a nice track from Club Cab. Track called What I Want. Just like that, we go on the front, we go on the front. 
Show respect. 
Hello, this is Carl Finlow, and you're listening to Base Agenda.
quick catch up for you after Club Cab with What I Want. We got into Alavux Ghetto Trash featuring JJMC. Great stuff there. Then something new from AE35 and Shun on uh, Anti Gravity Device, a track called Blunt. And if you grab the podcast version of the show when it's uh, available next week, we're going to have a bonus hour or so with a uh, guest mix from Shun, brilliant artist from Japan recent killer release on uh, CPU as well of course then we got into some nice techno there Oliver Way track called Shuffle Rush then Rene Wise with Don't Care followed by something forthcoming and Dark and of course the very individual sound of the Subdermic with a track called Slipstream then into this one here Fleck ESC track called Love and any second now we're going to slip into something new brilliant collab EP between uh, Keith Tucker aka DJ K1 and Detroit in effect just come out on uh, Puzzlebox this is the A-side track called On My Computer
This is Kim Cosmic and you're listening to Base Agenda. up for you after uh, on my computer by uh, djk1 we had uh, mono junk jam band great new ep out from him that's the only uh, non 4-4 track on there but the whole thing is uh, excellent then we got into uh, something new there from no moon a track called go to bed then into a nice uplifting track there from uh, defect a track called terraform just come out on an excellent uh, compilation on Cocoon. The track we're sitting on top of right now, something fairly recent on Underground Resistance uh, from UR94. This is Mike Ellison with Covalence. This is the extended mix of that. 
And we've got something else from you all coming up after this as well. Adam's divinely held at Grashin and Riot Bell. Casted bionic spells igniting cells around the world. Time will tell the story of an orbital storm. That defied category is the glory of song. Long before. Long before cyber careers and playlists, major pioneers labored years for greatness. As beautiful people moved to BPMs, musical freedom grew, so EDM. Sonic electronic, whatever genre you call it. Followers acknowledge the mecca, let's do the knowledge. The D-boy, the dojo, with warriors sworn to deploy their mojo, not only perform. They behold the logo that aptly adorns that baseball cap as a passport to cross. Borders and waters to the beat of the drum. drum. Forget the address, what frequency you run. Run. Techno is tempo, celestial music, conviction to listen, permission to lose it. First nation reverberation infused with sacred libations of the great migration. Underground railroads and African roots strumming out of brave souls, jazz, funk, and blues. The sounds of survival, the sirens rival. Tribal recitals revitalized by the vinyl. The vinyl. Cultivated crops, irrigating trebles slow and cross fading drops. Syncopated bass and meditative beats, mitigated beats and elevated peace. Futurists and pugilists refuted the exclusionists. Love was the fundamental element and rudiment. Grooves in the record that drew groups together. Movement endeavor to prove unity better than severed communities and camouflaged factions. Vast catalogs sought to sabotage fascists. Turntable masters were able to surpass hits. Tapped into pulses, they sculptured classics. As culture advances, the platform to stand on. You are the vanguards of art born to transform. Apathy to empathy, atrophy to energy. Stepping into destiny and legacy is everything. Everything is everything.
take it from the top. so cool I had to play the uh, the B side of it as well so this is uh, going back to that collab between uh, Detroit in effect and DJ K1 this is The People this is the B side of that before that we had a uh, great track from Wave Jumpers it's from the Wave Jumpers uh, UR97 Wave Jumpers The Sunken Treasure EP track called Cetacean Nation really cool stuff so that's the end of the promo section just one more thing to do which is uh, very difficult to do. Uh, And that is to say goodbye to somebody very special. Uh, Another artist, fine artist and DJ left us this month, completely out of the blue. A very good friend of mine. In fact, of all the people I've met through doing Bass Agenda, he's probably the one I was uh, closest to. I'm talking about Vibo, of course. Artist name spelt W1B0. Leaves behind a wife and two boys and a huge number of admirers. He was an incredibly supportive guy. Supported me through some hard times in my own life. And if it wasn't for him, I think I would have stopped Base Agenda or at least put it on hold a couple of times when things got tough for me. Gives you an idea of the character of the man. One of the tallest people you'll ever meet but a giant in every other way as well. Really miss him. We'd be messaging each other the morning of the day he died, so it came as a double shock that afternoon when I got the news. So, uh, like I said on uh, like I said on my last episode where I did a recap of uh, 10 years of Base Agenda, it's a real honour to have this archive of amazing people who make amazing music and have their voices and their thoughts that we can go back and listen to. So I thought I'd share with you a flashback, really. Going back to uh, 2017, Base Agenda 149, which was the uh, transhumanism special that we did, looking at the collective that Vibo was very much a part of, along with Slaves of Sinus, TF Hats and RX Mode. Not going to play the whole thing, but I'll just give you a slice of the uh, Vibo section. If you want to hear the whole thing, you can go to soundcloud.com slash agenda. But in this chunk, I think we get to know Vibo quite nicely and quite quickly. Two tracks that inspired him to start making music, and then two of his own killer tracks that I know for a fact have inspired other people to make music. Rest in peace. Vibo. Loading subroutine four. Now, please state your name. This is Vibo. W-O-B-Z.
electronic music. He has always worked at an audio store which meant that he worked Saturdays and Monday was his day off. So whenever my brother and I came home for lunch on Monday we were welcomed with baked eggs and music played very very loud and he played loads of different stuff from Ilo, Vangelis, Alapasa Project, Jean-Michel Jarre, Kitaro, Spectral Display, Sky, Solution and Space to name just a few. This track was always a favorite from the album Deliverance. This is Space with Air Force.
I remember reading about Derek May, Detroit and Detroit Techno and Disco Dance, the only Dutch magazine about dance music at the time. I think this was in 1993 maybe. And even though I had already visited many raves and parties, this music sounded different. I remember reading about a compilation that was released. It was called Innovator, soundtrack for the 10th planet. This music, at first I really did not get it. It was weird. It had this energy that was so much different from what I was used to. But I remember on the Sunday night that the quarter fell and I was hooked. Of all the tracks he's done over the years, this must be my favorite. This is drama. Foster and you're listening to Base Agenda. been making music on and off for about 20 years I think. I spent a lot of this time DJing as well. It's my way of being creative and productive, getting my ideas out. With getting older also comes the sense that time is important, so I try to spend as much time on the things that matter to me, like family, friends and making my music.
this Detroit filthiest, and you're listening to the number one underground bass agenda. here by Vivo. Coming up next, a track from the first transhumanism release that really got people's attention. Anybody who went to uh, Whip It at the Amsterdam dance event last year will have heard it played by Dave Clark and by Umek. And if you've heard uh, Helena Huff's Essential Mix on Radio 1, you'll have heard it on there too. Belter of a track, this one, Utopia Planitia. remember toying around with this one after not hearing it for a couple of months. It was only beats then, which means it could go either direction. This is the first track I used my rocket synthesizer on that got me inspired and that usually means things start to happen quickly. 
I also remember spending more time than usual on the arrangement, since I felt it was important that the energy didn't die halfway through the track, and I think that worked quite nicely. here a track called Utopia Planitia and one of his earlier tracks before that Main Squeeze both released on uh, Base Agenda recordings if you've listened this far then you're uh, heading into the bonus section now podcast exclusive 
huge banging mix really really cool mix from shun tokyo based artist got lots going on and a back catalogue worth digging into as well if you want to find out more about him go and uh, give him a follow on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash shun s-h-u-n one that's the number one music shun one music enjoy the mix got a little bit of bonus ben pest material for you after this as well Engaging guest mix mode. Guest mix mode engaged. I'm gonna go 
This is a message from Detroit. This is adult. And you are listening to Face Agenda. Thank you. 
this is Hydraulics, aka Ash Rock and Jimmy the Genius. You're listening to the Almighty Bass Agenda.
awesome mix from Shun. Love the energy in that one. Love and thanks out to him for taking part in the show. As I said earlier, check him out on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash shun1music. A little bit more bonus material for you now, just going back to the Ben Pest interview. There's a couple of clips uh, that uh, were quite long. Uh, one was about Glastonbury and one about uh, gear and sound design and creativity, etc. Both were quite long, a bit too long to put into the radio version of the show, but wanted to get them into your ears anyway, just in case, because I know some people are very interested in how Ben approaches music, what he uses, and so on and so forth. So we've got that coming up next. I'll leave you with them. Thanks for supporting Bass Agenda. Make sure you support the artists that are in this show, not just Ben Pest, but of course everybody he spoke about, everybody in the promo section, and everybody in Shun's fantastic mix as well. I'll be back next month. In the meantime, take care. Cheers. You teach. Uh, I, I do. I teach. I teach. I engineering teach, type I teach or? production, basically. Production, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean that's 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 my kind of um, you know my sort of regular my regular money job, right? Um, which I've cool. been doing for I've been doing for I've been doing for many years now actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, and I do it. I do it. On a variety of platforms, uh, you know, um, Ableton being the most sort of like the mm. most well-trodden path. Really. Sure. sure. Um, and I think for t- for teaching, I mean, I'm I'm really into like hardware, and I'm, mm. I'm I'm actually yeah, I've got a bit too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the moment, <laughs> hey. um, proper Pro- At least that's what my <laughs> wife thinks. But um, I bet. I bet. no, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, but you know, there's a lot to be said for stuff in in the box. The thing about the thing about hardware is it's just it. I I like it because it leads you down. It leads you down a kind of like slightly un unknown path. Mm-hmm. You know, and the tactile thing, and you just kind of like you get lost in just like playing around, and then it will kick something out that you definitely wouldn't, have, you definitely wouldn't have explored mm-hmm. otherwise. You know, and that right. I find that very interesting. But there's a there's a hell of a lot to be said for doing stuff in the box because mm-hmm. it it's not you know some of the best producers out there are doing it just using absolutely minimal amount mm. of, um, of 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 kit, yeah. and it, you know it's what I generally because I come you know I come from a time when you know twelve seconds of sample time was like whoa <laughs> that's amazing I can't believe it does that much sample time yeah 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 but I think what that's <laughs> that what that's afforded me is being able to sort of you know have this sort of like creative boundary thing going on. 
Mm. You know, so on, and and that that in itself, having these limitations, um, that that in itself um, forces creativity. Mm. Um, and that's something I try to I try to teach because you know now we have the capability of you know 30 35 years ago the capability of what you're sitting in front of the able to would have cost you oh man 150 grand 200 grand yeah yeah, yeah. Keep, literally just keep keep going keep going yeah, up yeah. think of all the compressors and all of the vin- you know just you know it's it's, it's and it would have filled and, and, the warehouse you know, in the and I think someone coming into it now they can get a bit overwhelmed by that because it's mm. like you know god I've only just like sat down in front of this for the first time and like mm. you know where do I start so it's quite important to sort of focus yourself into uh, limiting what you're starting out with mm, interesting yeah yeah as far as I interviewed um, Ed, Ed Upton quite a long time ah, ago ah yeah and he's, he's one of one of his. In fact, I've just put. A, I'm doing my ten year anniversary show this Friday, so I put a clip from him in that because it's like my favourite clip. And he says, "We worked we work together at Curve Pusher for a bit." Ah, oh, of course, cool. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, cool. with, and with Keith, yeah. Yeah, one one of my favourite interviews that was, and he said something about gear and blah blah blah. You know, it's it's good to have it all, but you don't need any of it. Yeah, you know, which I thought well, was really interesting. That is, that is, uh, I mean, that that's that's put succinctly as only Ed could really. He's, he's, very, <laughs> he's very, he's very good. He's very good at that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's um, very um, very spot on. I would say. Mm, yeah. Um, so what gear? What I mean, this is probably as, as difficult as asking you to choose a favourite track. But I mean, do you have any kind of favourites that you're you kind of? I mean, like the heart, the heart of my, the heart, at the moment, I'm sort of focused back on the live set thing. So I'm just really, I mean, I've, I've got like loads of vintage stuff here, which is, which is really fun, but yeah. it's, um, I'm really, I'm back right into my Octatrack and, mm-hmm. um, I've got the, the little Syntax, which is like their new, their newest, the Electron box, the newest one. Mm. Um, and yeah, again, it's like, you know, uh, it's good to have just be just doing stuff with a, a couple of boxes because you can do luck I mean you can do mm-hmm. I could I could rinse you know a three hour plus set out of all of that like easily <laughs> like no problem at all yeah yeah um yeah. I used to use it uh, well I still do if I I've got I've got a Korg ESX one which which is um the red the red one Mm. And that's that was the first one that I could actually go right. Now I have the tools to make techno. Mm. Like up until then, I didn't. I wasn't. I was DJing techno and I was, you know, buying techno records. But mm. it didn't actually make sense totally for me to make it until I had this tool that did that so mm. well. Mm. Right. Um, but I, I used it so much that I wore the buttons out. <laughs> so I'm actually on my. It's the second one, which I've, but I've cannibalised it from part of the first one. It's like, anyway. okay. Um, but it's still, okay. it's still going. But nice. I, you know, the thing is, is if I'm, if I'm gonna go, I want the the live set needs to be portable enough. Yeah. To take on a flight or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I'd rather, I'd rather it doesn't go in the hold if possible. Because mm. um, yeah, that's that's especially with what's going on at the moment. That could be like. 
ensuing nightmares, you know. Yeah. You so have to leave about a week stay, before you set. <laughs> yeah, so if you could stay in the cabin, that's that's perfect. So, so mm. that's kind of forced me to kind of whittle it down again. But yeah. it's this thing where I can I can expand it out into like I've got a hydrosynth as well, which I which I've used for my nerve set as well, which is great. Mm. Um, mm. So if I've got a bit more, you know, space, I can bring. Mm. It's like a, it's. I guess it's like a little modular setup. I can kind of have it very small. Mm. It potentially it could just be the Optifab. That that's basically like the, that's the heart of it. Basically. Right. That's the engine. And then I yeah. can sort of add bits on if I want. And I obviously got to talk about this, man. You just did Glastonbury, yeah? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Played at Glastonbury. Um, closed the, was that a live um, set or were you DJing? Wow, stage. No, it was a DJ set. Um, it was a DJ set, which I, I was asked I was asked to do a DJ set. Mm-hmm. Um, I am actually putting a new live set together at the moment. Um, oh, cool. For... Um, the, you know the hall Berlin bathroom that's oh yeah yeah that, that that's that's happening in September oh nice um, but I yeah I do uh, yeah it, it's I, 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 it's good being able to do both I, mm. I suppose my, my, my preference well you can't beat the convenience of turning up with a USB stick that's no, sure. for sure especially at something like Glastonbury yeah no <laughs> doubt yeah <laughs> um no, it was it was really great. Um, it was it was. Um, How did it come about then, man? It was, it was right. So um, Dave Harvey um, called me up, who 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 runs the Silver Haze area, mm-hmm. and asked me asked me if I'd um, I'd do the, the closing set. Right. And I was like, Yeah, let's go. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, big up to Dave for that. Yeah. Um, and it was it was it was loads of fun. I mean, it was just just a play. I mean, I, I I've been to Glastonbury, you know, a bunch of times. Mm. Like in the in sort of '94, I think the first day I went to. Mm. I um, think we might have been there. I think I was there. Yeah. I, I went to three or four. I forget now. Like you say, things get a bit hazier. <laughs> yeah. And then I went again. I went '94, '95. And then I went again, oh, maybe 2017 or something like that. And then, but I'd never played, I'd never played there. So it, it, mm. it, it felt really, felt really special actually. No doubt, man. Um, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a, like a really, a really lovely place to play as well. Mm. Like a really nice, mm. really nice little slot. It was right at the end of the, it was, Right at the end of that entire festival, basically. So it was like, oh wow! And it was so, as wow. I, yeah. And what, so, what was the crowd it, like? Oh yeah, it was popping off. Yeah, it's great. Mm. I mean, mm. it's, it was like the last, you know, it's like the last hurrah, basically, on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's a really nice stop, but it's like, um, yeah. By the by, the Sunday, I'd done. You do so much walking on your glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were looking at our steps and we were doing like 13 miles a day. Jesus. Because I want, there was stuff I wanted to see, you know, I saw Herbie Hancock on the main stage with the highlight. Oh, man. But um, he's 82. I know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? He's... 82 and he ended his set 
strutting across the front of the stage playing guitar. Wow, that's cool. Shed a tear. That's something um, to that's something to me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, so so but by the time we sort of like got to you know Sunday evening, I was like, right, I'm not walking anywhere anymore. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I'm just gonna like <laughs> just gonna sit next to the stage and playing and then play. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, I remember that walking around. Yeah, but I don't know about you. I'd be interested because I haven't been to Glastonbury for years and years. Has it changed a lot? Because I've seen, I saw some clips over the weekend that they were showing it on the TV, and there were people. It, it looked a bit. It's like people jogging. Uh, I mean, look. The thing is, it is looks it's, a bit. It's, cool. I think the thing about Glastonbury is, um, you know, it it it, it is. It has become over the years like a a mainstream festival. Mm. Right. That's not to say. I mean, it always has. It's always been for everyone, hasn't it? You know. But then yeah. I suppose as you go and you start building more and more stuff, you know, the ticket prices go up and all the rest mm. of it. And and so so yeah, it, it's it's definitely not as culturally diverse as I would like to see. That mm. is that is definitely definitely true. Yeah, right. But I do still think that the, I, the, I stu- do still think that it has its at its heart. It's still got the same you know um the essence of what makes it good which is it's like it's for everyone you know and mm. that's cool but yeah it's 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 just that on that scale and charging that ticket price you are going to attract some fairly well-heeled you know people and um and i don't and, think i have a problem with yeah i know what you're saying i don't well, think no, i have what a... i mean i guess is you're going to attract you know all sorts of people you're going to have estate agents <laughs> But I just I I, I kind of, I seem to remember looking at it and it was like it's it's kind of like a collection of villages in a way because you've kind of oh, there's I mean, it's different just, vibes honestly, you know it, I mean I I mean so my my wife came with me so hmm. so she came with me and um, she hadn't been for like she hadn't been there for tw- like twenty years right okay. right and so hmm. she wanted to see all of the you know all the bits and pieces but mm. and it is when you take someone around and you're looking at all of the stuff you're like god i mean it is just like the level of production is just staggering you know? yeah but, oh, but also like i mean to be honest I, on the saturday night we got kind of like trapped in the naughty corner crowd at one point and it was like mm. a bit like ah because you know, it's it is like it was like it was like hu- human gravy at one point you know just like trying to sort of like yeah lovely yeah it's, <laughs> it, I, I mean yeah that was that was that was bedtime after that because it's just sort of like mm. you know a bit too hectic you know yeah I, I do I love it I love I honestly I had such a brilliant time you know, no it's good it. yeah I'm not um, I'm not trying to put it down at all I'm just no, curious no it's just but it is it's a it's a, it's a beast it's a beast yeah. I'm probably just being an old fart and getting us down no I mean yeah it, 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 it is a, a just even just like going for like two nights as we did it, it, mm. it's an undertaking you know? yeah. <laughs> it is yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah man yeah yeah Oh, cool. Oh, I'm glad you got that opportunity, though, man. That's really cool. Yeah, it was wicked. Really cool. And what sort of set did you play? Was it like a mixture of stuff, or did were you straight, uh, straight so up techno? So I played. I, I played. So my my DJ sets are are usually because I'm always making stuff. Hmm. 
it's always got at least a sort of 50% mix of my stuff in there generally. Right, okay. Well, if I'm playing, well, not always, but if I'm playing that sort of set, I kind of like, you know, a peak tiny set than generally mm. has. Mm. Um, but I, I really, I really went in on, 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 um, you know, just like sourcing stuff from mm. Bandcamp over a period of a couple of weeks before, mm. um, and what, and what have you, you know, so I, I had loads of like fresh stuff basically. Um, but yeah, it was a kind of switch up between, it was, a, it was essentially an electro set. Yeah. Mm. With a bit of, with a bit of, with a bit of 4-4 in there as well. Right. Um, and I, I, t- I tend to kind of do, I, I quite like that switch up. Mm. Mm. Um, going yeah. from sort of like I do two yeah. steps to four four, you know, it's mm. quite fun. Definitely keeps it bouncy. Yeah. No, I've always my I guess my favourite DJ, probably the reason I do all this really is is, is Dave Clark because I just used to love right. that. Right. Yeah. God. Four, yeah. He's four, another one, isn't he? Bit of ghetto stuff. Bit of booty. Bit of electro. Yeah. And then you know ridiculous one forty eight BPM techno. And it's just. I think yeah. it's because I've, I've got quite a bad attention span, so I quite like that. that yeah, well, that's it. That's <coughs> it. I'm the same. I'm the same. It's like, right, what's happening next? Let's go. Let's go. Mm, which is why Mills appealed to you, probably. Well, exactly. Yeah, same kind, exactly. Same, kind of. same thing, you know. Yo, this is DJ Digital. Thanks again for checking out Andy on the Base Agenda Show.